After the last set, Kaylin headed directly to her truck instead of dropping by Bree's stalls on her way out like usual. Where are you going so fast? Bree didn't miss much. Back to the apartment. Bree undid dot-com implosions halter and released her to munch hay. Wait a minute. She threw on her jacket and jogged out to Kaylin in the parking area. Nice truck. Let's sit inside for a few minutes. Kaylin started the engine so they'd have heat soon. Bree, I know what you're going to say, and you're probably right, but... Bree examined the heater controls and flipped them on. You do know what I'm going to say? Great. She leaned her head back on the upholstery and shut her eyes. Because you can say it for me, then, while I catch a few minutes of rest. Okay, you want me to talk about Lara. I'll talk about Lara. Only this isn't about Lara anymore. I'm not foolish enough to think the two of us can still salvage anything. Bree opened her eyes. This is encouraging news. Then why don't you cut free completely and find yourself a woman who'll treat you right? You're a smart, beautiful, strong, kind person. You don't deserve to live the way you do. No love, no sex, no nothing. Kaylin laughed. How did I survive two whole years without seeing you, Bree? She squeezed her hand for a few seconds. As I was saying, it isn't even about Lara anymore. I have to find a way out of it, though, that doesn't leave me feeling like a failure. I have to do it right. Be sure I gave everything I had before giving up. That's the only way I'll be able to trust myself to make those same promises to somebody else someday. On the off chance somebody else ever comes along. Bree considered. That makes good sense. See? All you had to do was talk to me. Glad you understand. Kalen was sure Bree did not understand. So, you have all the facts and perspective, and you know you need to dump Lero once and for all and get on with your life. When and how do you plan to do this? I'm not sure. Bree clapped her hands once, loudly. Back to the first square. Kaylin, I repeat myself, this is where you were two years ago. But Bree was finished pushing the point for now. She knocked the back of her hand against Kaylin's arm. Go on home and enjoy your afternoon. I am still thinking you should come by the room, though. Kaylin was finding it increasingly hard to turn down Bree's invitations. They had been lovers a long time ago. In one of those rare fits of emotional lucidity, especially for people so young at the time, they'd recognized that the two things they had going for them were a strong friendship and electrifying sex. Beyond that, they'd somehow both divined they would never be in love. So their paths had gradually diverged. They had, however, resurrected their sexual connection occasionally before Kaylin met Lara. Through the side-view mirror, Kaylin absently watched Joan's truck return. In imitation of Bree's friendly blow, she swept the back of her knuckles into Bree's arm. Probably shouldn't come by the room. Bree swung open her door and bounced from the truck, but leaned her elbows back onto the seat, dimpled smile and dark brown eyes flashing. Whatever you say, mi amor, I'll be there until feed time if you change your mind. She winked at Kaylin and turned to catch up with Joan and Dr. Blevins, who were halfway across the gravel, heading for the barn. She had to pull up to get in step. Laughing, the vet said, Slow down, Bree. I was just telling Joan that you and she seem to be getting younger all the time, and here I am full of aches and pains and about to go menopausal any second. It's just not fair. Joan cut in, and I told her she has too soft a life. She needs to be up and cleaning stalls like you before five in the morning. 
Bree was about to part directions with them. You can borrow some of my stalls any time, Doc. Joan howled in protest. You weasel! Then to Anna she said, We have a new exercise girl who's already coming in early to catch a stall for Bree every morning. Doc Blevins' laughter cracked back and forth between barns. Brisada, I swear! Joan, what did you call it once upon a time? Bree's cavalcade of exercise girls? Yeah, Joan felt herself deflate. For some reason, even though she was well aware of Bree's unabashed weakness for the female writer, it hadn't occurred to her that Kaylin and Bree might be more than friends. Joan's body was washing away on a wave of jealousy. Quick as that, Joan realized she was beyond needing a date with just anyone, and she optimistically resolved to work on getting Kaylin to hate her less.